Alrighty, and we're back with another episode of Karma's Crew Podcast. Myself, Jerry Sullinger, and Kraft, Adam Jardy. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode. Sad, sad day for our Buckeyes. They keep tripping. But uh, first of all, thank everybody over at New Amendment for making this possible and keep coming back with more and more of uh, hopefully some some better news as time goes on with these episodes. But talk about our Buckeyes, man. They letting us down this week. It was a rough one, man. So we're going to get right into the X's and O's. I mean, I'm going to give this one to Adam. You know, you were there live watching the game. So we're going to start off with the Minnesota game, which we said last week was a must win, and we just came out flat like, Literally, what was going on, my man? <laughs> well, tell me how yeah, was that, it? Yeah, that was that was rough because you went into that game like like we said, you you felt like that was a must win. You're coming home, you're playing a winless Minnesota team in the Big Ten, and that that's a get right type of game. And they were just off from the jump. I I, I went back and actually rewatched the good portion of the game because it was like an all access thing where they had microphones with the coaches and the locker rooms. I think that made it yeah. – I think, honestly, that had an impact. I feel like that tightened up a young team. Huh. I think that – like, I don't I – don't, it's not an excuse. you got to play through, you know, whatever's thrown in front of you. But I felt like that had an impact on how Ohio State played, on how Ohio State coached that game. And you could feel that in the arena. Like, there was there was never a whole lot of buzz inside Value City Arena. And we can make all the jokes about there not being a buzz in Value City Arena a lot of times. But it was off in that game. <laughs> And it, it, they never really seemed to get their arms around it. I thought it was a credit to yeah. both Holtman, Holtman and Isaac Likely after the game, who said like, we didn't. Even if we'd have, they'd have called that block at the end correctly, we didn't deserve to win. Like we did not play well enough to win. And I give them yeah. credit for saying that because no, they, they like Holtman said, it would have been a disservice given how they played if they would have won that game. Yeah, I think you know. I, talk about the energy in the arena. I think going from where they went from the Purdue game, right? Like you're really high, everything's great. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a younger team, you're kind of hoping for that energy again. Like you got you got that itch and you got that feel and then you come back and as you said, it's not it's not always like that. It takes a special game. It takes a special team that we're playing against for or special circumstances like Sully getting spit on um, for guys to come out and just be crazy uh, in in the shot. So I think that, you know, a younger team that is a little slow probably will hope and wish they had a little bit more energy in the crowd. And like you said, just never had it. And I don't care if we don't deserve to win at all. I would, I would, <laughs> I'd take the win in a heartbeat. So I agree, Kraft. Uh, I just think as we go forward, you're starting to see how we play to our level of competition. Um, mm. We we really didn't come out playing strong. I mean, if you look at the stats, Garcia had, what, 28. He was scoring yeah. every which way. Career nights. Yeah, he was scoring every which way. And to be honest with you, uh, we struggle with guys like uh, Garcia, you know, yeah. who score inside and out. He's pretty yep. – he was a matchup problem. <clears throat> We, we threw a little bit of everybody. I think Zeb was guarding him at one point. Eugene guarded him. Um, he started attacking Eugene in the paint, and then we put justice on him. But, I mean, we're playing we're playing down to our competition, uh, to, be, to be frank with you. And then on the other side of the basketball, you see uh, Bryce kind of forcing things at this point, knowing that yeah. he's the go-to mm-hmm. guy. And there's, there's times where he gets antsy. He doesn't take a shot in two or three or four possessions. Now he's he's sitting here doing a back down one on one on five. 
Yeah. And uh, I just think we got to we got to go back to our offense where it's just flowing, it's going left, it's going right, is is everybody's cutting. Um, we throw it down the Z a little bit more. We just need we just need more offensive continuity. I think going going forward. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you, I'm glad you said that because that's perfect. I mean, we can't finish a, a Big Ten game with five assists. It's, it's literally like, all right, you take a shot, you take a shot, you take a shot. And you guys talked about the all access. You can hear him, like coach saying, push it, push it, run, cut, cut, move the ball, you know, side to side. And I think that's what's going to be key for us. I mean, our offense is already, you know, top five, which is crazy, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I'm not sure what happened this week, but the more you get closeout situations, the more you swing it side to mm-hmm. side, the, the better and easier looks you're going to get because the defense is going to mess up. You know, that's the hardest thing in basketball is to defend closeouts and, I think we got the guys to do it. We just got to find a rhythm and flow that we definitely didn't have this week. One of the numbers that really surprised me, I was writing something for the dispatch about what has gone wrong in these in this three-game losing streaks. Now I guess I need to update it maybe. Um, but one of the things that, that really surprised me was that uh, in, those, in the last two games, the Maryland game, the Minnesota game, uh, Bryce and Justice took 52.1% of the team's shots and leading into the Maryland game, they had taken 36% of the team shots. So mm. it felt like the offense was just mm. like shrinking. And it was like those guys were take were basically playing a lot of one-on-one, a lot of ISO ball, which, which leads to, you know, the, the no assists and things like that. It just felt like they were making themselves too easy to be guarded, which was surprising for a team that is guard, so, yeah. so tough offensively that it seemed like it, it very quickly just kind of boiled down to just two guys and they're, I don't think you can win with just those two guys taking that many shots. Mm. That's tough. That's an unbelievable uh, stat, man. That, yeah, it's a great stat, Adam, to be exact. Uh, that, that's tremendous. Good homework. Wow. That's, that's but, crazy. You know, when you see that, when you see that was almost jump twenty percent of, of of the shots taken yeah. um, from from previous games. That that's incredible because you look. You look at you look at the game. You you see what you watch the game. We understand that there's times where we're going to go one on one. Honestly, yeah. there's going to be times where you got to give the ball to the guys. But right now, I just feel like everything is one on one. Even some, sometimes Sean's shots are one on one, where he's jab stepping, getting to his pull up, which he always gets to. But um, I just think you know this is where Bruce has to be. Bruce has to be a little bit more assertive of, of getting the ball, creating for people more, and, and just putting people in their places. Mm. And to the fact that you said the all-access thing, um, Adam and Dave, <laughs> I thought watching that that huddle, how calm Coach Holtman was um, going through going through the struggles of our scoring problems or our defensive problems, I, I just thought that was a great sign of being a great coach just because you got a young team. If you Sometimes if you get riled up with a young team, they kind of get riled up with you and yeah, try to too. be, you know, yeah. perfect. He just kind of kept them calm, and I they gave us a chance in the Minnesota game. They it really gave us a chance um, with his demeanor and how he was on the sideline. But that all access stuff sometimes it's tough to coach because now you're calling out your plays and coaches are hearing it. So if mm-hmm. you want to go back and scout Ohio State, you go back to the game against Minnesota where you can get the play calls actually. And that I think that was the toughest part, you know, being a coach. In that situation, Aaron, because Sully just mentioned uh, Bruce and and him needing to do a couple more things, maybe um, it seems like to me he's hit a wall. Um, 
And we all, mm. I know it's it's one of the more cliched things in sports, right? To talk about the freshman wall and and all of that. Um, so I don't I don't exactly know how much to make of that, but like I was uh, just before we got started, I was looking at during this this lose this four game losing streak. Mm. You know, he's he's got six assists and six turnovers, and his minutes I feel like have dipped a little bit. I haven't had time to dive into it too right. deeply. I, I need to do that in the next day or two. But what are you seeing from him right now, as far as a guy who I felt like for the first 10 games, like, man, this dude, he's got it figured out already. Like he's so well advanced beyond his age. Is he coming back to, to reality a little bit? Is he still like, what, what do you see from him right now as he tries to navigate this? Yeah. I, I think it's just, he's just in a really tough situation, right? I, I think what we're kind of asking him to do is slightly different than anything he's done in the past. Like kind of how his teams expected him to play. Uh, he probably was looked at to, to score more, be a little more aggressive. Score more, and now yeah. we're kind of asking him, like, you have great guys around you that, that can score. Um, and it's a really hard balance to figure out, okay, when am I aggressive? When do I just kind of, you know, take a back seat and let these guys go off? Um, and then when you, when you mix that in with almost everyone on the team doing a lot of one-on-one things, like as a point guard, I I empathize with him because it's like, now, if I come down, everyone else is going one-on-one. I can't go one-on-one because, you know, I'm like, I'm, I, my IQ is high enough to feel that. So let me try to get us in an offense and then someone else goes one-on-one. So I think he's just kind of trying to figure that out. I, he's still a great player. And I think we're still time for that to figure out. But as, as fans, as this being Ohio State, we hate saying, oh, give him time, give him time. Like we want results now. Um, but I think he's he's got to find that balance of being aggressive because I mean down the stretch today, he got in the paint, made mm-hmm. made good decisions, made a couple floaters that were huge for us, uh, which is what he can do. Uh, but he doesn't seem to come off many ball screens, and it seems like where he's starting to get more comfortable. Um, so I I think it's kind of maybe a little bit of coaching. Let's let's figure out how to get him in his spots to do well, and and go from there. But he's he's definitely got to he's got to pick it up if if we want to you know, play well into March and make a run, he's going to be a guy that has to play well with us for us. Otherwise it's just not going to happen. Well, you was talking about down the stretch today. We'll, we'll dive into this Rucker game, which we all knew was mm. going to be something they had circled <laughs> on their calendar, you know, from, from, <laughs> from the first matchup. And I saw, I think you, you posted Adam the guy in the front <laughs> row with the, with the sign talking about yep. he was out of bounds. <laughs> So I, I think this was, like you said, that energy that they had uh, was, was something ready for it. But, I mean, I, I liked how the team came out and yeah. played. I, I liked how we were always in the game. Like, it literally was a Big Ten battle. Like, this reminded me of us versus Wisconsin. It's going to be a 50-point game. Uh, so, literally, them never quitting and them continuing to fight and continuing to find ways to be in the game is a, is a plus. But – now it's about finding the, the what yeah. to, to get the W. We got to find that factor because we we can't let too many more of these, you know, continue to slip. I, yeah. I will say, Lighty, you right on right on key with the, the Wisconsin type thing, um, Wisconsin type game, because I, as you look at the game, we go a 14-5, and then all of a sudden the pressure just turned up from Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And, and one yeah. thing I noticed about Rutgers is they mix in a 1-3-1, they might go man-to-man trap. They might go diamond press. They mix up a lot of defenses on you to keep you on your toes so you're always in press break. But one thing about 
Rutgers that really stood out is sometimes we start an offense at 20, 20 on the clock, 17 on the clock. And so by the time we really got into our sets, everybody was in rush mode. Instead of really getting to where we needed to go and and running our Mm -hmm. offense, I thought Rutgers took us out of our stuff a lot of times. I mean, they turned us over 13 times, but that's really not a lot in the college game, to be honest with you. You can live with that. You know what I'm saying? You can live with that, but they they protect the rim tremendously against us. Um, I I think they out-rebounded us. Or no, we out-rebounded them, excuse me. We played. I thought we played a great game. We had a chance to win, but we got to figure out, like you said, what what it takes to win or take a game, especially in Big Ten on, on the road. Yeah. What do you guys think? Like, I've been watching. It just kind of feels like we have no we have no swagger going. Like when we play, like we yeah, just that, like we're out there. We're just kind of yeah. like we go. Not we're not going through. I think they. I thought they had good energy today. Like going into a place like that. I've never been, but sell out places going wild. Obviously, they want to get back at us for the way we won the first time. So they came out with good energy. But I just feel like it seems like guys are just a little slow to react. They're like kind of second guessing a little bit and there's just no confidence or swagger happening. Um, and I think that, I mean, it's just costing us. We're, we're missing shots that we normally make and things like that. So what do you guys think? You're, do you think they're playing confidently? Are, are like, like second guessing themselves? What do you guys think? I think they play confident in stretches. I, I do think there's something for the yeah. fact that I think they're now two and seven in games decided by 11 points or fewer. I mean, and we're talking about a you know a four game losing streak by a combined sixteen points against, and in that stretch you lost your starting center for basically two games. Two of them were on the road, and one of them was against the number one team in the country. Like you can say those are excuses, or you can say those are reasons, and I'll I'll listen to either argument. But it, it does seem like they just need something to break their way, and then like the dam will burst. Um, and I think they came so close to that when Bryce got the three-pointer with about three seconds left today from the top of the circle, like they got the stop they needed, tie game, he's got a chance to win it, and it and it goes long. And if that shot goes in... I like him being uh, Yeah, I mean, and they, they didn't call timeout. They put the ball in the hands of their freshmen, let him make a play, and... It, it was... I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was fine with that. But I just, sure. I just think, like, you get one play... One more play like that, I think, at this point in the season... And you guys can speak to this. You've been through these battles. Like sometimes you just maybe you just need to see it work, and then you believe that it will keep working. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like they're they're one playoff. Honestly, I think what reason why Bryce took that three is because he had memories of the last game of Big Fella blocking a shot. So he decided to get, <laughs> mm. his, get you know he decided <laughs> yeah. to get away get from one Big up. Fella and get one up. Honestly, um, but. Adam, to to your point, I, I really think it's it's not an excuse um, that you know with without without having Zed during those during those stretches, but at the, at the same time, we we kind of wasn't prepared for that because Zed's so important to us, and so it kind of threw our team in, in a loop. But if we really want to get this this damn the bus, it got to be justice. It, okay. it just I, I put okay. a I put a lot of stuff on Justice because when he wants to get a bucket, he gets a bucket. He can get to the rim. He gets to his little sweet spot in the post ups. Like you got to put you got to put all your weight onto your upperclassmen going into a losing streak because they know how to compete. They've been they've been there for long enough to know how to compete. What's the Big Ten like? And you kind of got to carry the freshmen. Um, 
you know, through this process. You know, you say Bruce is kind of like going through a freshman wall, which I, 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 I don't agree with because, you know, like Kraft said, when you got so many people going one-on-one, being a point guard, you go one-on-one because now nobody touches the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's t- mm-hmm. and that's that's a tough way to play. So yeah. I think ju- Justice and Zed have to – and even Sean has to be show these guys how to win. They've been here before. They've been in the NCAA for a long time. And they got to show them how to take a win. Um, especially in Big Ten play, it, it does seem like you talking about showing them. Yeah, that's you talking about showing them. I think it was the last minute of the game. I think we after two timeouts, we went right inside the Z and got two great looks, but they just didn't yeah. fall for it. So I think you know you miss one, then you miss the second one. That's the you know the weight just getting heavier and heavier on your back, and then that's what we're talking about. Like we just gotta find what it is you know, to get the job done. But we can't wait on it. We got to go take it. And I think that's the thing where we're in the limbo area of, uh, you know, who's going to be aggressive or who's going to make the play besides, you know, the young buck for sure. We're going to need other guys to get the job done. Yeah, I I think you can see that Zed is still maybe getting used to being that guy because he's always been a complimentary Mm. player, at least through the first two years. This year, obviously, he's a featured part of the offense and we're seeing that feature kind of grow. To your point, Sully about about justice I feel like these last couple of games teams are doing a better job or maybe it's just they've had the personnel to cut him off and not let him get to that left hand and try to get downhill get around the corner um, and they're ripping the ball from him you know he's had a couple a couple too many turnovers and I've talked to him about it I talked to Chris Holtman about it after the game but you know it seems like every game he has like one or two turnovers that you would not expect your sixth year team captain to have and I think mm. You know, and that's again, you're you're not I'm not pinning a four game losing streak on one player, certainly. But I do think that's Mm -hmm. he's had a couple too many of those and he's his outside shots not falling. And and I I don't know, I guess I think it'll get back. But he's he's four or 13 from three in this stretch. And it's that's and they've been good looks. They've been open looks that, you know, you would expect me to make a few more. That's a tough one. So we're going to try to put this one behind us, man. It was a tough week. You know, coming in, we knew it was going to be big games and games that we needed. But uh, this week, for sure, we we definitely going to have to turn around. We got Nebraska, and we got a tough Iowa group coming up. Uh, Crab, what you what you got going on for us this week? Hopefully, we can we can try to get a yeah. win. So tell us tell us the X's and O's of everything, Coach. What we got on this scouting report? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't think you could hope for anything better than try to get a turnaround by going on the road two games in a row in the Big Ten, you know? That's exactly when you expect to turn things around. Um, <laughs> easy, and, easy. You know, very easy places to go. Uh, you know, I you know, I, I, think one thing we didn't mention before, like playing at Rutgers isn't an easy game. So if we, you know, we find a way to win the game at Purdue or win against Purdue, um, we don't come out flat against Minnesota, we lose the game at Maryland. If we lose at Rutgers, like it's not that big, but that, that's an okay loss, it's right? It's okay, yeah. Um, it's just we, we continue to put more and more pressure on ourselves the more times we let games that we should win and they slip out of our fingers. So I think both games this week are winnable um, at Nebraska. You know, it's never never easy traveling all these things and they're probably second guessing a lot. But going to Nebraska, we can win that game. We can get that done. And then at Iowa, I mean, that, that's a up in the air game too, but winnable games, winnable games. And I think that's what we need. 
Um, there's not a ton of pressure on us anymore. I think, you know, I think a lot of people have started to write are starting to write us off. So, um, let's just go out and attack as much as we can and, and see, see what happens yeah. instead of kind of playing on our heels and, and letting the game come to us. Let's, let's go, let's take it to them and see what happens. Yeah. And you're right about the, try to find yourself and try to find some answers in a two game big 10 road trip. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that environment at Rutgers is, I mean, it's, it's up there with anything that in the big 10, honestly. And like, I know you said you guys didn't get to play there, but I mean, they, they packed that place and they were, they were ready to go. I, when I got to the arena, I always get there two hours or so before the game and I'm walking in, there's people, mind you, it's like 1145 on a Sunday. It's 30 degrees outside. It's miserable. It's brutally cold. The wind is everywhere. And there's people tailgating. They're yeah, ready. They're like they were. They were tailgating, literally no. tailgating wow. okay, baby, in the parking deep. lot, Whoa. making food, drinking everything. They they were ready for this game. And um, now you're going to go like Nebraska is historically not a good team and certainly not since it joined the Big Ten, but they sell that place out for every game. It's a great arena. Mm-hmm. And if they get going, mm-hmm. it gets loud. And I, tough, I'm, I think the fact that Ohio State, I felt like at least early in this one, handled that that noise, handle that pressure, handle that crowd um, in a really, really strong manner. That gives me some confidence that this team has some stuff under its feet now that they feel like, all right, we got to go do this again. We got to go do this now at Nebraska. Nebraska is not as good as Rutgers. I, I, I think you can build off of this, even though you didn't win because you played well and you played better. You had more stuff to you than you did in the, the two games prior. I think the Nebraska game um, is going to be huge for us just because we get to we get to prove me wrong. I keep saying we keep playing down to our competition. And if we come out flat, then I'm, I'm kind of right. I don't want to be right about that. But, you know, going on a, on a losing streak, uh, you should have juice to come out and, 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 and get the ship sailing in the right direction, honestly. This, this should be a game that we should win against Nebraska. But we said that against Minnesota as well. You see how that turned out. So we just got to stay focused, man. I think this is this is a game where we get we get people going. I think we really should feature justice. We should get Zed going, and I think Bruce should just take the take the ship and and, and put everybody in their direction. Being a point guard ain't easy. Um, I know that being you know watching Kraft coming off the bench my freshman year, oh my and and Kraft is trying to tell John and Will and Dave what to do. And I'm just thinking like I, I couldn't be him. You know what I'm saying? Guys that's been there before. I wasn't listening. It sure you wasn't. That's why we lost three times. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, just putting people in their position, man, you just, you just got to – you got to be un- – you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable as a point guard at all at all times. So, uh, this is a game we got to win. We I feel like we say that all the time. Mm. We have to win. It, it does feel like if does they don't – Does Bryce stay out of the starting lineup? I, I like him off the bench. Oh, I mean. I like him off the bench. I, I think until he gets better defensively. He can be more I mean, fresh. man, he, he, they, the last couple of games, teams are going at him at such a high level. Um, and someone who doesn't, I mean, I, I watch a lot of basketball, not like you guys do. I don't understand the game on the level that you guys do. But even I can see teams going at him and putting him in positions where he's struggling. And I think giving him that opportunity of coming off the bench um, lets him see the game a little bit. It doesn't put that pressure on his shoulders right away. I thought he played 
pretty well in this in this game here at, at Rutgers. I mean, you know, the the last two games he was not efficient, Bryce. I mean, he was 18 points on 18 shots. You know, this game he had he had 20 on 11, and he had 11 rebounds. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he had a double double. Like, yeah, I think there's something there's crazy. something to be said for a guy like that. He's still playing starters minutes. I mean, he played 29 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're still getting him in the game. He's still a huge, a huge part of it, and he's still going to be the guy that might take the shot at the end. But I don't think he needs to be on the court for the first tip. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. The only, only thing for me I could say about him was the rotation. Uh, I think it was Rutgers' last play. They got the corner three. And then shoot, shooting the last shot. You got to make sure you don't give them any mm-hmm. time. You shot it maybe – Two and a half seconds early. I like the ball being in his hands. I like us not calling the timeout. But, I mean, he, I know he's a freshman, but he, he got to understand the time and situation because they definitely got a clean look off, which was would have been heartbroken if they would have made that one for us to lose that way, but even though we still lost. So, it's all righty, man. But we got the, the word on campus, I'm sure, is not too good <laughs> right now. So, we're going to step into that segment and see – I'll just start off with myself. I'll say my word. I'm not on campus, but my <laughs> word is we got to take this personal, man. Mm-hmm. You got to take it personal. Like, I can understand, you know, a, a guy having or one team having, you know, a career night versus. But literally every game, someone's having a 25, 21, 28-point mm-hmm. game versus. Uh, I mean, I know I had a, a Etoine Moore game. You know, those type of things happen. Crap, you had who? Brandon Paul. His name was Brandon. Uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon Paul. Paul. That was that was Brandon exactly. Paul, sir. Exactly. I mean, I had Etoine Moore. That was thirty-three. I was there too. That it game. Was. Yeah. Crazy shot. Like, like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we got to take this personal as a group at, together, literally, to to not let this go down. So, uh, that would be my word that that's going to the team right now, man. Well, hopefully they can change that around I think this week. My word on, on, on campus, which is kind of weird because I'm nowhere near campus. <laughs> <You're> not <laughs> campus. But I think my word is just we we have to we have to stay together. I think right now um, we're not together fully at times. You know when things go bad, it's kind of we're kind of like splintering off, and and somebody always wants to take that shot that that brings us back together. And if as long as we stay together, play like play as a team. I mean, we saw flashes of this at the beginning of the season where, you know, we was a top 25 team and everybody was yeah. loving what we was doing. And then Adam brought up that stat in the last couple of games that, you know, Bryce and, and Justice is shooting 50. What would you say? 56 percent of the shots or whatever you said. 50. 52% of the shots in the, the Maryland and the Minnesota games. Yeah, like that, I think that right there just shows like where we're heading, and I don't think that's the right direction. Now, granted, you, you're you going to need games where they do need to take box of the shots, but we have so much talent around us that, you know, we should have a different leading scorer each game. All like that's I think that's the recipe to success is just having multiple guys in double double digits. Shots are fairly even around the board, and we we have a high assist game, low turnover game. I think that's the key to our success because we have yeah. that type of talent around us. Well, well, to- I'm actually close to campus, so um, 
I'm sorry. That was <laughs> what that you was, hear. That was great. You know what I'm hearing, and it's not great. Um, multiple people. I, it seems the people that I've been talking to, they kind of feel like the basketball program has settled for mediocrity. Mm. Um, I've heard mediocre. Woo! I've heard mediocre said multiple times, multiple people, mm. different age groups, and they just kind of feel like how the last couple games have gone is kind of indicative of how the program's been for a couple for a year or whatever year Ouch. or two and they just and they just kind of feel like you know they're not su- the the bad the worst part is they're they're just they're less surprised than like they're not surprised that we're playing this way because Ouch. they feel like our you know our standard has has dropped from you know what what we believe ohio state should be at and that's what i'm that's what i'm hearing that's and I'm, I'm telling you, I, I heard it from an older, older guy, a couple of my friends that are around our age, and um, that's the word that I'm hearing. And I, okay. it, hurt. it hurts, right? And, it's like, and what, that's, what, 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 what can I say, I, right? I mean, like, what, what can I say to? How can I combat what they're saying? Um, you know, we we have to. It's time to show ourselves, show everyone else. Like, we don't need to play well because he's random people are saying we're mediocre and that's okay. We need to play well because we want to prove that we are an elite basketball program and elite with history and our goals are bigger than finishing seventh in the big 10, making the tournament and moving yeah. on to the next, next season. I blame Greg. Oh, yeah. Cause every, since Greg has walked into campus, Every freshman is supposed to be like Greg, like come in, make an impact, and be damn near perfect. So this is Greg Oden's fault. I love you, Greg, but Jesus. <laughs> wow. Hey, you set That's... the bar high. You got to stay there. That's how it goes. Right? <laughs> so I w- wanted to go back to something that you said a minute ago about like not splintering off and, and, and staying together. Uh, I asked uh, Bryce about that after the game, and he told me – and and. You guys, I, I would be curious for for your thoughts on this because he said that between the Minnesota game and the Rutgers game that they had a players-only meeting. And I feel like in the media, it's very easy for us to like seize upon like when they say that. It's like, oh, they got a big meeting. They talk – that's going to change the season. And I, I think we probably oversell those kinds of things um, because mm. it's easy to do. But one of the things that, that he told me, he said, he said, I think we're right there. It sounds cliche, but we've just got to trust the process, continue playing for each other. That kind of stuff is going to get us rewarded. Uh, if we have each other's backs, even if we lose, we lose together. If we win, we win together. That's the most important thing. He said, we made it our goal now to start playing more, to start now more than ever playing for each other and having each other's backs encouraging. I think we did that well. It paid off this game. Um, he said, how, like sometimes that stuff doesn't pay off the next day. Sometimes you can... You know, you just you got to keep building on it. But I do think they're hearing some of those things. And I think he said everybody talked in that meeting. Everybody said something. Everybody talked. Um, it's the next story I'm writing for the dispatch was what he said about that. But like, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I actually, again, I kind of came away more encouraged about where this team is after this Rutgers game than I've felt in the last 10 days or so, partially based on how they played and partially based on them saying some of these things. But it, am I over... Am I buying too much into the uh, cliche as a writer when I when I think that out of this? What you guys tell me? Mm. No, no, not at all. I don't think so because you know I think he was upfront and honest that you know we're going to start now to play for each other. Like 
you know, I guess he, that was as honest as he can be because why start now? Our season started in October when we had preseason practice. So why why wait till January, what is it, 15th to start playing for each other now? And um I think I think that was honest. I think I think that was a great answer by him, but also these things take time. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys that that want to play and so sometimes it's hard when you sit there and you play like a six minute game or somebody else is playing twenty mm-hmm. something minutes and you know, sometimes you, you kinda Yeah, your your mental kind of floats in and out at times. And it's understandable because everybody wants to play, but as long as they stay together and, and I think that team meeting was was or players only meeting was great because you remove the coaches. Sometimes you know, sometimes coaches always tell you what you need to hear. Sometimes it's better when it comes from a player one on one and saying it in front of the team. So now you know everybody's agenda and you and now it's just one goal, one heartbeat. Mm, thank you, Nick Cannon. <laughs> For us, man. All right, signing off. We're going to get our last-minute thoughts out. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I'm, I'm just going to throw that prediction out there that, I mean, the, the ship is not sinking, but we're, we're taking on water for sure right now. And I think we got to understand that, you know, our, our head could go underwater because this next week could definitely be crucial. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay that our Buckeyes are going to be ready. We're going to take these next two games and we're we going to start steer, steering this shit back the right way. But uh, any final thoughts y- y'all got coming up uh, with this this week that we have? Yeah, I just I want to briefly touch on what Adam said about, you know, the players only meeting. And um, I remember being in school um, and like calling a couple of those. And I don't think the players are immune to like the writers. You think, all right, we set up players only meeting. Everything's going to go great after we set this meeting. And then it's going to be a great story. We're going to go to the championship and then they're going to hear about this. And, you know, you have those thoughts. Um, I think one of the biggest, most important things about a players only meeting is it requires action afterward. Like everyone can sit there because everyone knows exactly what needs to be said. They know what, what needs to happen. They, they know how to play the game in the sense of like, yeah, we need to play for each other. Yes, we need to sacrifice here. Yes, we need to do that. But um, it's going to take multiple guys we'll taking the it. next step and like actually putting that in into action in a game or in practice. And obviously, we're not there every day. I, I can't say what they're doing. But um, it's going to take some guys that physically do those things to, to make that meeting mean anything. Otherwise, you know, we can continue down the same road. Um, I'm with you, Dave. You know, I, I think we're, we're making strides. I, I love spurts of today. I think we go out. I think we win at Nebraska. I think we, we put it all together. We play well. The Iowa game, I'm curious about because we're going to play well in Nebraska. We'll win. Are we going to kind of go back down, take our foot off the gas, or are we going to keep playing well? So that's what I got. I think Nebraska we get at Iowa. We'll see if we can keep it going. Agree, Crafty. I think I, we we win. We win against Nebraska, and, and then it's up in the air with Iowa, just because you know Frank McCaffrey is one of the best scouters in the Big Ten. Um, hmm. So he's going to be heavily heavily scouting Bryce and Zed and and uh, and Justice. And this is where I think the others, in the words of Shaq, the others need to. Show their worth and show why why they're at Ohio State because we have guys that can score the basketball. Um, so we we're going to need everybody in this in this in this stretch mm-hmm. just because you know 
scouting is scouting is really high. So we're going to need everybody to kind of play their best and, and to play hard. As long as we play hard, man, I think we'll be fine. I, I want to see if they can get those assist Iowa numbers also has up. that Murray kid. Yeah, he's decent. He's <laughs> he's decent, yeah. I mean, I, that's I, a position that we <laughs> kind of struggle to guard, right? Like that guy that's, that can score in a couple of different ways yeah, and he's that. averaging 20 a game. They're averaging 92 as a team. Um, so, sorry. 21 to be exact. Take it personal. Take I feel it like personal. that's going to fall on justice. I feel like that's a matchup you need him to play like a vet. You need to, He needs to play like the senior, the go-to guy. They're kind of similar body types, I feel like. I, I think that maybe falls on him. But I, I want to see this team um, distribute the ball better, share the ball better, move the ball better. Um, you know, the numbers have been down um, across the board, but the, I think the the lack of assists is, is telling and troubling. I mean, I thought they played better today. I thought they moved the ball better. They still only had seven assists on 23 made field goals, and Rutgers had 16 assists on 21 made field goals. Like, they were getting the ball to their guys in positions where they would be successful, and I think um, they need to do a better job of, of doing that, getting the ball, you know, get, keeping a defense moving, Um because this was this was a better defensive performance. This is the best defense, like statistically, um, performance that Ohio State put together in this losing streak. They they dug in, they forced some stops, they were better defensively. They, they um, did, but you know, sure. scored sixty four points, um, and that's Rutgers is the number two defense in the country. So you're going to run in, run into that. But when you stack a game where you had five assists on top of a game where you have st- seven assists, it tells you you're still not moving the ball very well. And I want to see if can you do that better against a Nebraska team that is. Not good. I mean, they're uh, well. Okay, they're forty seventh in defense, so they're still decent. But yeah, they're not. See if good. you can do it against them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's gonna come down to what Kraft said. It, it's the action. We we had all the talk, but hey, I'm all about this. You know, talk means nothing without action. So hopefully, our Buckeyes will figure it all out. I got faith in them. I said they're gonna go for two for two. I don't know what y'all talking about with all this iffy Iowa stuff. We're going to put it together and we're going to get these two wins. That's what's going to happen. So we're going to come back with those predictions for next week, man. I appreciate y'all coming to join in with us. Uh, stay with us. We're going to stay with our Buckeyes. We're going to give them good vibes, peace of mind, everybody, tranquility. Release yourselves and, and be easy. Be free, man. Play the game that we've been loving for literally all our life. Like, just go do it. <laughs> We'll holler at y'all next week, man. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.